Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Naked Leadership Podcast. This is Chad. This week, Dan, Adrian, and I are joined by a very special guest, Jessica Zweig. Jessica is the author of the book, Be, a no-bullshit guide to increasing your self-worth and net worth by simply being yourself. She's also the CEO and founder of Simply Be Agency. It's a branding, design, uh, PR agency, and they are killing it. Take New Ground has actually utilized their services to rebrand our company. This conversation is raw. It's real. Um, she tells great, fantastic stories and is super vulnerable, authentic, open, and transparent with us. I also want to mention Adrian Ali Webb of Dry Bar and Dan Takini are, along with Jessica, will be facilitating an upcoming impact series in Nashville the first weekend of February. I've linked that in the show notes, so go ahead and check that out if you're interested in coming to the Impact Series. Without further delay, I give you Jessica Zweig. Jessica, it's so good to have you with us. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here. Oh my gosh, you guys, I'm so happy to be here. What a treat. We're so grateful to have you. Um, it's been a long time in the works. So here we are. We're finally here making it happen. Um, I would love for you to just take a minute, if you don't mind, and just introduce yourself to our audience. Who are you? Oh my God, what a deep, big question. Where should I put that? <laughs> you got four hours. Just, you know, four hours. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, um, uh, first and foremost, I'm a I'm a wife, I'm a friend, I'm a dog mom, I'm a sister, I'm a daughter, you know, my, um, my life is led and oriented most, most of all by the, the people that I love who love me. Um, but I, I run a business, it's called Simply Be Agency. It is a marketing, branding, uh, consultancy and agency, and I'm the CEO and founder. And uh, my life as a, you know, female entrepreneur, a, uh, you know, someone that a, identifies as a spiritual person on this planet has been always very oriented by my career, which is fueled, you know, by my passion, my heart, my soul, my purpose, why I think I'm here. Um, and so I, I started simply be agency about five years ago. Before that, I ran a magazine called cheeky Chicago. So you could call me a serial entrepreneur because this is my second rodeo and, um, have really built a, a business and a, and an expertise, I guess you could say a muscle that I've built over my 10,000 hours, Max, Maxwell, glad whatever that guy says, uh, in the space of digital marketing, personal branding, social media, PR, and I've created a, a really dope agency, if I say so myself, that really helps people build their digital platforms um, and that are seen as thought leaders and experts in their domains, but really at the core of what we do, and which is why I think my work with Take New Ground is so aligned, is personal empowerment, you know, really helping our clients activate their authenticity and really be who they're meant to be in the world first, and then show up and communicate and articulate that message through copy and design and, you know, websites and PR placements and all of that good stuff. But it really starts with who you are here to simply be. And, um, I feel like I can only talk about authenticity in my career at this stage in my life. Uh, cause I understand the chat, the shadow side of that, uh, you know, long time coming before I started this business, when I was running my first business, even in the 
way I, in which I grew up and started my early career as an actress and a cocktail waitress back in my twenties, uh, didn't really always have the confidence. In fact, really low confidence in myself, most of my young adult life that I overcompensated unconsciously with a lot of, uh, unhealthy behaviors and, uh, habits that kind of caught up with me after a certain point when I was about 33 and had a pretty significant breakdown emotionally, mentally, uh, spiritually, physically that caused me to go on this deep journey within over the course of the last, I don't know, seven, eight years. And that was really when my life and career changed. And I feel like everything in due time fell into alignment. And I started to expand personally, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, financially, um, because I got right with, with me. And that's really what I, I, I think this whole game is about. And along the way, I, uh, I found my voice as a leader. You know, I have, if you would have told me five years ago that I'd be like CEO of a company with 24 employees, I would like laugh at you or cry. I don't know. I wouldn't believe you. <laughs> and, um, and I think that, uh, that's been one of the greatest personal development schools of my lifetime is leadership. And, and I'd love to dig into that with you guys today. So that's a high level. I, I hope that checks the box of like what I do and who I am, um, in a Cliff's notes version, at least. That's a great introduction. Go ahead, Adrian. I've just got, I've got one question. Um, just one. You, uh, that's it. That's, that's, that's it. an odd thing. That's an odd thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I received that feedback. The, um, Jay-Z, when did you get, uh, so I'm curious about it when your own personal transformation, how it coincided with, uh, you being married, when did you get married? I got married at 33. And, uh, I met Brian, my husband when I was 30 and I would say that I had, um, that, that breakdown to breakthrough, if you will, right in between. Got um, it. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Why'd you ask that Adrian? I'm curious. Oh, um, well, I was curious if Brian, Brian's your husband's name. Yeah. Yeah. If he was, you know, if he had a ringside seat to the transformation, um, if he, you know, he was there before a contributor to the dark side, if he was just watching you along the way, or if he met you on the other side of it, um, you know, going through my own big transformation about five years ago, I just know a lot of people said goodbye to me during that process. Um, yeah. you know, didn't want to take the ride, which I got, um, which I understood anyway, the human side of that. Uh, or, but I know the power of people holding in and being with somebody in the midst of the crucible and how that can, even that, the, the connection on the, the connection through, and then the possibilities on the back end are just innumerous because we've seen each other. You, you've been witness to the undoing of someone, which is, you know, a lot to see. Um, but there's such a great opportunity for intimacy. And even if we talk about, so that's why I ask, curious about where that, you know, um, but yeah. even if we, if we take that in the context of leadership, um, you know, I, I, I find that most leaders suffer in being a leader because they're unwilling to be undone with people. Yes. And so it's like, let me privately deal with this stuff and then publicly put on a show, which just makes sense and is obviously safer 
Um, but there's, but there's what's missed out on is the possibility of like us really human to human connecting, no matter how high flying or huge momentum the company has, if we, if our souls aren't with us in it, like if we don't really can't like be ourselves, I'll put that in quotes, but can't really be ourselves, then it's going to feel really empty. So anyway, so that's why I was asking, just curious about how that all played together. It, I mean, it does and it did, and it still does. You know, I mean, I will say this, I'm, I married a, a very good egg. I met a really good man. Like he's been, you know, I chose well from day one. And I don't, I want to put this out there with, the, with a disclaimer for those that might be listening that don't have a partner, um, because I don't want them to then feel like, oh, I need a partner in order for me to feel supported and seen and, and you know, embraced for my mess. Um, there are lots of ways you can get that support. You can hire guys like take new ground or you look at your best friends or, you know, truly like there's, there's support systems out there, Brian. Um, I think I wouldn't have been able to flex the mess and fly as high. Had I not had someone that could hold me in that space. And he went through a very big transformation as well at the beginning of our marriage, um, where we both have done our own work. we continue to. We also see a relationship coach, so we do work together. And this relationship called our marriage has been, I think, the container for the biggest transformation because of each other, because we've been able to hold the capacity for both of us breaking down and and coming at different stages and timelines. But that has 100% been a huge component, I believe, to the way I show up in the world because I have someone in my corner, good, bad, ugly and every shade in between accepts who I am in the world. And that has been incredibly monumental. For those of you that are wondering what, what uh, we're, we're talking around this story that Jessica has mentioned a little bit, but if you want, I'm going to mention it right at the top, pick up the book B, which is Jessica's book and you get all the juicy details and so much more. Um, I, I have to tell you that I loved reading the book. And for so many, so many reasons. And what's interesting is that just reading from the perspective that I live in, um, it is a marketing book, I would say, but to me, it's a book about leadership. And I could just pick up on the nuances of your journey as a leader, which was why I was so excited to get you on the, on the podcast, because I think you're probably brought in a lot to talk about marketing um, but I just it was dying to, to, to get you on the topic of leadership. Also, the reason that I'm incredibly excited for you guys to be hosting Impact coming in February, um, which we'll give all the details to in the description of this podcast episode. But Jessica's headlining, Adrian and Allie are there training. Dan, is Dan going to be there as well? I mean, just there's going to be... It, this, even just as the start of this conversation, where we started and Adrian, you asking that question for me is like, okay, this is going to be a beautiful experience. Um, but I would love to, um, you mentioned Jessica confidence. And I thought that was a really interesting way in which you mentioned it. And, you know, noticing, did you notice at the time, did you know at the time that you were struggling with confidence and how did that show up, especially in your leadership and in your business and, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I'm interested in this idea of confidence for you. Yeah. You know, I get asked a lot about confidence because people look at me and they, they see someone who's so confident and I, it's like, as if I have all the answers and I, I like, 
know how to do it. <laughs> the truth is, you know, I think one of the biggest secrets is, um, no one really knows what they're doing. Like we're just all making it up as we go. And it's learning to trust your own gut and your own ability on a day-to-day basis that, you know, compounds into an experience of, of what other people interpret as confidence, truthfully. Um, but you know, how did it manifest when I wasn't confident in all the right and all the wrong ways? I mean, I was talk about love and romantic relationships before I met Brian. I, I dated the, you know, possessive narcissistic men who like, you know, took advantage of the fact that I was so unconfident and was stuck in very unhealthy romantic partnerships for quite some time. I was a horrible, um, leader. I wanted my staff at that time because I was so insecure, wanted them to like me and think that I was the coolest boss before I even considered, well, do they respect me? And they're here to do a job and I pay them money and therefore that's what's priority. And if they like me, that's a nice to have. Um, you know, I, and that turned into a really toxic culture at my first business. They all, I had a, two of my like strongest, most important employees quit together on the same day because they had created a bond over how much they hated us. And I didn't even know it. And that was devastating. One of the hardest lessons I've ever learned in my career uh, about leadership and team and culture. Um, you know, I think I, um, I played out my insecurities unconsciously online, wanting my community you know, to think that I was someone and to follow me for certain reasons and, you know, wasn't engaging and wasn't connecting and converting in the same way as I did once I got over that. And, you know, I think insecurity, lack of confidence is, um, isn't something that we're as conscious of as, you know, we, we would hope to be. And it plays itself out in, in ways that show up and show us the mirror of, oh, hey, you shouldn't date guys like this. Oh, hey, you, there's a better way to lead. Oh, hey, there's a better way to show up for your community that feels better than this. Like that showed itself to me over over time. And it really took could, like breaking up with the guys, leaving the business, staying off of social for a second, like going within. I, you know, I'll say this to the day I die, your business, your career will only grow to the extent of which you grow as a person. And that's really the name of the game. And I didn't do the work for a minute for most of my life until I hit that rock bottom and had nowhere to turn, but help. And that's really when I became more confident over, over time. Um, that is really the truth of my experience. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because you pass through a death experience and you get to the other side and you realize <clears throat> that you didn't need what you thought you needed, you know? And so in your book touched me in the same way. Um, <clears throat> interesting, you're definitely, and, and I love the way you talk about authenticity in the book as well, which is, it's paradoxical, right? Uh, that you, it's coming to terms with that dark side. It's, it's we call it hug the cactus. And <clears throat> the, that the, you know, the Kierkegaard, the famous philosopher said, <clears throat> the, the only authenticity a human being can have is to be authentic about their inauthenticity. And you're so um, vulnerable in the book about that. Uh, it, it takes confidence. It takes trust in, you know, your higher power and yourself and in that, that to be able to do that and come out the other end the way you have. I'm, I'm interested in that turning point for you where like there, it seems like you got a hold of something in your process at some point you got a hold of something. Can you, do you, in the book, I got a sense of 
you know, something clicked for you that you stand on. You know, I'd love to, what is that? If, you know, if I could put you on the spot, I just love it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a very spiritual person, um, you know, and I have had a few experiences over the last, I don't know, six, seven years that have accelerated my spiritual understanding and awakenings. And I think when I tapped into this, like truth that this is like, yo, all a game, like this is, you know, here on planet earth, like it's, it's a hologram and you only got one life and it's a microcosm of time, like in the span of eons and the infinite, like 80, 90 years, if you're lucky is uh, nothing. And so you got to use it. And I think when I really, really viscerally understood that, um, I just decided to go for it. Um, like really, And that's one. And then two, I'm very clear that in my own 3D way here to help other people realize that too. And when I connected the dots of, oh, hey, this thing called social media, hey, this thing called the internet that we now have at our fingertips, which we didn't 15, 20 years ago to maximize connection and create relationships and build reach well, what if we tied that into real purpose and humanity and authenticity through the power of personal brands and voices like that, when that clicked, when I realized that like that, I, I could sit at the middle of that, like simply B could stand for that and write some original code on how to do that. Like that set me f- on fire. And I started to create these methods and these frameworks. And I named them after, you know, spiritual to like, supernova, hologram, pinnacle, North star, Orion star. Like there's tons of innuendo in my book and in my method that's all connected to the divine, even though you might not realize it, which is fine. You know, sell them what they want, give them what they need. Even if it's unconscious, subconscious, it's cool. But that's really, um, and that happened at the beginning stages of simply be, I would point to like five, six years ago when I really, really went deep into this business model was right around. I could correlate those dots to my spiritual awakenings. And I'm like, okay, let's, let's build a company based on this, this truth. And it, and it, and it worked like it, like if again, hockey stick, my revenue, my team, like knock on wood, I've been very blessed. And I'm, I, I hasn't been 100% a straight line, but for the most part, it's been really consistent growth. And it's not because I think I'm so amazing. I think that we're, what we're doing is resonating with people. That's, I think because of this sort of divine purpose behind it. And that's what gets me out of bed every day, truly. Yeah, I love that. I, I, I always think, you know, the divine is, isn't outside. It's not really, you know, kind of out there. What's next. Uh, and I grew up with a lot of that paradigm, um, for me, like the divine is found in like, it's, it's got a primal nature to it. You know, it's, mm. it's this, it's the, it's the unavoidable conversation that every human being is in if they want to or not. And, you know, we, we there's, we'll, we'll typically say, you know, in the nature of our work, people tend, they, 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 they find themselves saying what they didn't know they needed to say. And there is a, there's both, it works on, I think the, the vertical axis, like those are like epiphany type moments, they're revelation type moments. 
but then simultaneously there's a grounding that happens, you know, so it goes, we go both up and deep simultaneously. And if we want to, then nothing is ever the same after that moment. There's just this crossroads moment. It's like, Oh shit. Oh, this is what it could be like, you know? And it's like, you, you kind of taste of the heavenly fruit, the old rabbi would say, and it's like, I can't go back now. Now I see something that I didn't see before. I can try to unsee it and go back to like old patterns and old, but like now I know. And, um, and, you know, in that level of honesty, which ends up showing up like authenticity or transparency, but that level of personal, deep honesty, and even like wrestling through the question, which is what I sense is really the core of simply be is like wrestling through the question, like, who am I? Like, really, if I'm done with putting on the show and if I trust, if I really trust that I'm wired and built and sent maybe to this moment in time on purpose, what am I really here to say? And, and am I willing to do that or just do what everybody else does, which is just kind of try to find some, some, some acceptable level of, sati of sati satiation. Is that a word? Um, so I can deal with my own despair of existence instead of like, no, what's, what's, really what's here for me. And, and when, what am I called to here? If I'm like my full self yeah. and, and anyway, I get that like conf, the confidence people see. And I like that you said it that way that people watch somebody showing up, being willing to really show up to the moment. They call that confidence because that's what it looks like. But really the, the input of confidence is always courage because it takes guts to like really show up. Mm -hmm. Um, so anyway, just I, that part of, I think why we I always, we naturally jive is that kind of. So good, Adrian. Setting I love what the, you said. Yeah. 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 Like this going, what would you say? Going up, going deep and doing that in a moment. And then your life is never the same. Yeah. And sorry to, to, to shameless plug right there. Like that's, that's the impact series in a weekend, <laughs> like yeah. going up, going deep in a container, all of this like the mat, the, the secret sauce and is, is the vulnerability and the often that, which creates the authenticity and how do you find spaces where you can do that, where you're held in that way. And I just think what we're creating in Nashville is very rare. Um, especially given the people that will be facilitating it like you and, and Dan and Allie and myself, that is a very unique container that doesn't come around very often. And, um, I certainly have put myself in experiences like that, my, at, that I've invested in. It's really the truth. When I started doubling down and spending dollars on my personal and professional growth, everything expanded. My life changed. Like I can mm -hmm. point to like, yep, I was never the same after that weekend or that mastermind or that retreat or that one coaching session, like truly. And, uh, I, I can't say enough about it. And it's, it's beautifully articulated the way you just describe that, like going up, going deep at the same time. And you're never the same. Yeah. I think of it like a, like a crucible, like, um, you have to constrain. If you want to go, if you want to have a transformation, you have to constrain yourself to show up and, and entrepreneurs do this all the time. You don't have all the time in the world. You don't have all the resource in the world. You have the time and resource you have available. And how will I then stand in that? Right. And, if you think about the impact, it, you're talking about constraining all of this experience and, and, and um, resource to come to bear against something. And when Adrian's talking about calling, what it's like, if I have something I care about, it's calling me. 
it's it's internally calling me out. And if I start to constrain it, that, that's like you think about, you know, electricity voltage, the tighter the if you make the if you put water through a small tube, it comes out with a lot of pressure. Well, that's what produces breakthrough is the willingness to be constrained in a way that uh, squeezes that squeezes the villain, the vision right out of you, right? Like you're, you're, you, there's nothing, you, you either do it or you don't, but there's the choice gets very clear moment to moment. So I look forward to that. Enjoy that. Squeezes the vision right out of you. Yeah, it does. It squeezes <laughs> right out. <laughs> I loved it. I love it. It's Jessica. funny. I, oh, go ahead. I was just going to, I just got off a, a call with a potential client. And she's brilliant. She's a rock star for a current client of mine. And, you know, we did, it was first call, right? So I don't know her too well. And I'm getting to know building rapport. And, um, you know, by the end of it, it's, you know, I was able to articulate back to her the tough spot that she finds herself in. And I understand, I really get based on how she's viewing things, how tough it is. And I'm just, you know, and I just said, well, so you're nearing burnout. Would you like to, would you like to be burnout or would you like to create something else for yourself? And long pause, because she hadn't asked herself that question. And she said, I don't know. I'm kind of mixed. I said, great. I fully respect. You can go be burnout. Or you could decide to do something else and you have no idea how to do something else. But I can help you do that if you want to like reinvent yourself. Um, but you don't have to. And like no bad. And it's just like, you know, it's, it's, that's kind of, sorry, the point being like, and maybe alluding to the impact series, you know, um, the ideas and the strategies for branding yourself and for social media engagement, um, you ought to, you know, listen to read the book, listen to everything simply be says, and unfortunately it won't do it for you. Right. <laughs> You know, your willingness to throw yourself into something and really be undone for the sake of something. That's what'll do the trick. That that's the type of constraint because we can collect great ideas all day long and move nowhere. But willingness to really come in and take a fresh look and, and unlearn some great some some great ideas that are now just old great ideas. You need something new. Um so anyway, just connecting to the conversation here. Well, what you said there is interesting because you're really talking about, I mean, entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship is asking a lot of questions because you don't know the answers until you know them, until they show up. And yesterday's answer is insufficient for today. So it takes a, it takes a special kind of courage to get up every day and be willing to answer that, that, that call. And, and to be clear about what impact you have, that focuses the inquiry in a way that will surface very valuable resources that up until that point may have appeared as threats, right? And like, that's when you start hearing yourself say things you didn't know you had to say <laughs> and asking uh, questions you didn't know you had to ask and making requests of others you didn't think or even dare ask of them before, but now it's worth it because you see clearly what impact you're committed to making. Yeah. So, I mean, that, I, I think the key, your story, it, your story is when you talk about leaving that first business and yeah. kind of the what you went through to come about the the revelation of what you're doing now is that in a nutshell. I mean, it's 
It's very powerful. Thank you. And I just to reflect back to what Adrian shared about that client and what you were saying, Dan, about, you know, impact, like that's kind of the operative word, right? And that we, we all have the ability to make it and it's the courage to trust the, you know, the confident side of ourselves to go out and to live it. Yes. But to attune to it, to really understand what it is that you specifically are here to give and what your assignment is that is intended for impact, like your why, your purpose, all of those all of those things sort of need to exist and connect. Cause I mean, that girl that you were talking to Adrian, you're the, you're the expert, you're the coach, not me, but it's like, where in that spectrum of burnt out to the blank slate is her, is her impact or is her desire and purpose and why, when you connect to that, it's like, I was running this game of building my own personal brand being an entrepreneur out and about without that. And that was when I was running my first magazine, it was all about, satiating this false sense of ego because I didn't have, I didn't, I didn't know what my impact was. I didn't believe I could even make one, let alone care to. And when that broke open, all I wanted to figure out was why am I here? And what's the, what's the, who cares how many Instagram followers, who cares how many, how much money I'm making? Like I want to wake up every day and feel that fire and that I'm actually of service. And then you can build the strategy on how you do that on top of it. And then the tactics come to life through your marketing play and your messaging and your, your color logo, like that second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. And what I love about what we're creating at in Nashville is like, you're going to, you get, you kind of get a bit of all of it. Like there's a, a, a disruption of, of your why your purpose. I, I love the taking grounds framework on how they connect that to business and then really bringing it to life with tools through what I'm going to teach. And then, you know, Ali Webb is just like the walking, talking, like case study of, of what going through the fire looks like and, you know, coming out on the other side of it and having a beautiful polished brand as well. And I, I just think that it's, it's quite, um, it's quite magical. And, and it's a conversation that I, I love you guys are so forward around like Adrian uses the word provoke, like you provoke, constantly. And, and I think at the core, you're, you know, doing what I'm doing just in different manifestations, which is getting people to show up the way that they're meant to. And that's hard work. You got to provoke in order to get there. And I'm just, I'm just really excited about our collaboration. Yeah, well, that, that cur- it takes some special courage because does. what will wreck you, if you're not willing to face what will wreck you, you can't get the benefit. I, I, it's like what will wreck you will direct you if you can hang in the fire, right? And that's that courage, right? It's like, whoa, I care enough to have this happen, enough that I'm willing to be wrecked and trust, have the confidence that whatever wrecks me will actually direct me to what's next. That you know, it's like die, be resurrected. To me, that's very spiritual. It's like I'm willing, it's like the phoenix rising up. And, and every entrepreneur, our partner has a great question he asks before he gets connected with startup. He'll say, tell me about your near-death experience. And if they don't have one, he won't work with them. Huh. Wow. It's like, you, if you have, because if you haven't gone through that, you, you know that you're, you're probably going to, you're not going to have the courage to get on the end of your skis where you need to be almost every day. Yeah. Yeah. So well, go ahead, John. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not off of this confidence thing yet. 
Uh, I think there's so much here. So if I can ask another question and Adrian, I loved your input that, you know, what we typically call confidence is really pointing to this, these times that we acted in courage. And I think maybe um, you, Jessica, you set it up so well. I asked a question about you becoming confident and you really came back with what I heard was like, well, I mean, it's not that I'm confident in everything all the time. Um, we take courage in certain areas and we don't take courage in other areas and we're secure in areas and we're insecure. I would love to know for you now that we've kind of talked about this transformation, if you're willing to play a little bit, like what areas of your leadership right now, do you feel courageous, secure, and confident And what areas of your leadership do you not? Oh gosh, this is such a good question. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll use some real-time examples. Well, first of all, I feel very confident, um, getting in front of an audience, you know, it's, it's, I mean, I'm a leader in a space, like teaching a workshop, taking people through a mastermind, keynote speaking, like lunch and learns. Like I, I've been on a thousand stages. So I feel like when I lead a room, you know, that's that 10,000 hours. Like I've, I've practiced that. I feel very confident in, um, my culture. Like I, I'm not saying I have a perfect culture, but my staff respects me. You know, I've, they, they like coming to work. They're all in it for the mission. Like I've built this infrastructure that is really allowing simply be to fly through my team building. And, um, that I can, I can, I can do a whole podcast on that. Cause I've learned so much and I'm applying it. You know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a practitioner now of that. Um, but when it comes to where I'm not confident, I mean, this is the truth of the matter. So tomorrow we have a board meeting. Um, I've assembled a really amazing board and, uh, we met with one of them last quarter and he asked me, cause we showed him our 2022 PL. Like, here's how we're going to scale. Here's the revenue target. Here's the profitability target. Like, mm-hmm. here's our numbers. He was like, Well, what are your assumptions? Like, where do you want to be in three to five years? And I couldn't answer that question because I hadn't thought that far down yet in my brain. So I made the decision to put together a three year assumption deck for my board meeting tomorrow. And I sat down with it about, a, I don't know, a week and a half ago, and it was a blank keynote. And I was like, well, I'm just going to throw shit at the wall. I have no, I have no idea what this needs to include. I have no idea what it needs to say. Like I can think of assumptions, but I know I'm kind of making the story, but I'm just going to throw shit at the wall. And so I built this deck on a Sunday and I thought it was crap because I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I've, I've built a X million dollar company, but I've never built an X, X. I don't know how to do this. Like I kept telling myself that. And I put it in front of a couple of my executives couple of days ago. And they were like, this is amazing. You need to show this to the board. And I was like, and I, and I'm, I'm so nervous about it. Like I, it's tomorrow. I, I've, I've been practice. Like I don't typically, you know, I do, but I don't get ner- I do get nervous. I actually get nervous all the time, but I move through it anyway. But tomorrow it just feels like I'm being put in the hot seat and I put myself in the hot seat. It's not like anyone else's choice. I did this. I assembled the board. I want to grow this business. I wanted to hit these things. I'm making these stories up. But my, my COO, I think I mentioned to her the other day on our podcast, uh, Adrian, when you were, she was the one that showed me all that compassion when I had like a crazy moment. She's one of my most respected executive men, female. I don't, she's one of my most, I idolize her. And she was like, this is really good. And I was like, it is. And I couldn't even receive it. And so I'm, I think there's always this like, idea that there's a there there and that this benchmark of success, we're going to like hit it and we're going to be good and we're going to get it. And, you know, I, 
I don't feel that I don't feel like I'm there at all. You know, I, a lot of times I feel like a, an amateur, a hack, an imposter. Um, but I kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier. Like you just kind of wake up and you decide to do it and maybe it's a little faking it till you make it, but with integrity, not Elizabeth Holmes style. And you, uh, you know, you flex the muscle and the fibers grow and, and you don't go to the gym once and lift a weight and get strong. You go every day over the course of years and you change your body. So, you know, that's what's happening, I guess, in real time. I think it's, it's they're definitely long-winded answer to a really great question, but, um, the idea of being in a boardroom tomorrow with people who have decades of experience on me doing, you know, what I want to do, but don't think I'll ever do, um, is, is nerve wracking. Up until now. Up until now. <laughs> yeah. I'll figure it out. But yeah. What impact do you want to make in the meeting? Wow. Thanks for the prep guys. Um, what impact <laughs> do I want to make in the meeting? Um, I want them to see the vision. Uh, I want them to be, yeah, I expect them to poke holes in it. That's their job is what I've engaged them to do, but I want them to feel even more proud and inspired and engaged and excited that they are a board member of my company, um, to continue to help open the doors and provide the support that I I'm going to need from them over the next couple of years. That's great. Thanks for hanging. I appreciate it. Thanks for everything guys. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking, I was thinking about as you're sharing, I wonder, I guess wondering, um, because, you know, you sat down and you just kind of put yourself out on, you know, you stretched yourself and you weren't following a template. It sounds like you were just kind of like letting yourself know more than you would like to know. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, I tell myself, I don't know what I'm doing, but if I actually give myself the room, I, I know how to be me in a longer three-year process. I'm not used to doing that, but I, I can continue to be me in three. If I continue to be me in this ever evolving me, then here's what's probably going to happen. And I'm wondering like, you know, if, and I, I sense that like people that are leading that are listening to this because, um, you know, the essence of the Naked Leadership Podcast is to talk about what it's like to really throw yourself into something, right? And not hold back, like go ahead and like act as if life matters, act as if every conversation matters. And that's not like a heavy idea. It's like, a, oh, wow, there's like life waiting for me if I decide to show up. And, you know, there's, so you followed your intuitive understanding about like, if you were committed, you know, what would be happening? And I was just curious, like, so it's so intuitive for you. And then you're about to put this intuition in front of people that are going to be looking at it without being Jay-Z. And they're going to look at it from much analytical perspective. And I was wondering about like, if the trepidation around it was back connected to when you were a boss that really put, if they like me, like the connection between my idea and me and how, how inseparable it is. And for most of us, like, if that's like how loud the volume, what is on that conversation? Yeah. And if there's a connection there. Yes. And I think it goes even deeper than that. If I'm going to be really honest, go ahead. Um, I never got higher than a C in math. Um, I, I hated math. I it was bane of my existence. Yeah. Uh, I went to school and college for theater. You know, I got my bachelor's of fine arts in acting. And after college, I 
I waited tables for five years before I became an entrepreneur. And when you put me in a boardroom, when I'm supposed to stock, talk about numbers and, and P and L's and, you know, profitability margins and, you know, billability and efficiencies. And I'm like, I feel so, I tell them, I, I feel dumb. You know, I, I feel like I'm dumb and I'm not. And I, you know, I've been saying I'm bad at math to my executive team for a while. And until Amy, my COO, I'll bring her up again. She like yelled at me a couple of weeks ago. She's like, you have to stop saying you're bad at math because it diminishes you. You're the CEO of this company and you wouldn't have run this company to this point if you were bad at math. And so it's this like in the, the front lines is like, yes, everyone like me. I think I will always have that yearning that goes back to my relationship with my dad. <laughs> like I want the world to love me. I have this deep yearning to be liked and accepted and belonged everywhere I go, of course. Um, and I, I've, I've worked on that point part a lot, you know, in my therapy and my healing work and, and whatnot. I think it's come a long way. Um, but that's definitely in the room. And so, and so is that imposter syndrome of like how, you know, I want to go after fortune 500 companies. And by the way, I already have them as clients, some of them at least. And yet I still don't feel worthy because I think, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a hack based on all of the things. So, you know, that's, that's, that's real. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. Thanks for being so honest about it. And I think everybody can relate. And it's so funny. Well, it's not an original conversation. I mean, it's yeah. not you. It, it's the it, that conversation I think is there from the beginning of time with every human being, and I think it takes you demonstrate great discipline to be able to put distance between that conversation and what you're committed to. It, it's it's obvious in just in the quality of the work that you do. So it's but it's it's really endearing, or it's I connect with the process, right? I can I can hear it. It makes sense to me. Like I don't have the background. It's not, I'm not used to it. I feel awkward. And this is worth, you know, wrecking myself over. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It's so, it's like fresh. That's what is so impressive to me. It's like all this and I still fucking go for it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and really the, the only difference is that I still go for it. Really people, I, that conversation is so, pro, you know, prominent. I, I, it's in me. I related to every bit of it. I, yep. I know Adrian did. Adrian and I have had those conversations and Chad and Adrian and I have had those conversations a million times, right? In fact, that's at the heart of our work is helping people differentiate them, like what they're committed to, who they're committed to being from whatever the historical conversation or survival conversation that goes along with it. Because if I can convince you I'm not up to it, well, it takes all the pressure off me. I don't have to go for it, right? It's just a you know, there's so many yeah. racks in there. I'm relating to it so deeply. I mean, like even last night laying in bed, just, this is so fresh on my mind, laying in bed with my eyes open much later than they should be. And that's when all this racket starts to run. It was just like, who are you to invite <laughs> these men into this conversation? Right. Who, and who do you think you are to like go and interrupt their life and their world and, you know, all of that kind of stuff and just running that crap. And, you know, and, and I don't know. And, and then I go anyway, here I am, I'm still standing. Yeah. I, I love what you said about the, like the distance between like the story and like who you want to be. It's some language you just, you're also eloquent and I can never really like totally say it again, the way you say it, but it's really true. I love your words choices. You said, the distance between that and this. And I think we all have 
distances. Like there's, it's an, and it's an ever moving target and it's, ex, it's expanding and contracting, expanding and contracting. And it's, it's like the courage for the confidence to like go the distance anyway. And everyone feels that fear in their own sort of context and, you know, spaces and it never, it just never goes away. Like that's the truth of it. It just never goes away. Yeah. No, it doesn't. I felt like that when I was a young father and I feel that as a grandfather, when I had my first grandchild and then each child, I'm like, how, who am I going to be for them? How I, you know, should I, I'm, I'm irrelevant. I'm an old, you know, all that stuff goes in through the mind. And it just, you're right. It's just, it's, a, it's your friend. Your, friend. <laughs> your, your ally. I like to call it an ally because it's usually there right when I get to the edge of myself trying to keep me alive. You know, my ego wants to keep me looking good, feeling good, being right. (laughs) All of our egos, right? Don't they all? I, I, you know, there's a lot, so much here. So thanks again, Jay-Z for showing up Mm -hmm. so authentically in this conversation. It just, it brings you back to, you know, one of the, I think primal human challenges is how much we think our, our challenges or our deficiencies or our insecurities or our dark sides, how much we're sure that that's the thing between us and other people or us and some kind of higher power. Like we're sure that's the shit. And if I got to like fix this in order to get over there and how much freedom there is to invite people to stand with me in my dark side, back to the beginning of the conversation or in my deficiencies. Cause you know, you're not terrible at math, but it's not something that you feel really confident in um, or something that you like doing even, you know, it's just like, Oh, I love doing all this shit. I just don't like doing, I mean, that's me. I don't like doing all the math and the, and the anything administrative in the work. I don't like doing it. I can do it, but I'll always put it off. And I'll begrudge it until I have to do it before I look real bad to a client. And then I'll finally do it. But I just don't like doing it. And I'm sure that that conversation is a challenge. That conversation is the barrier. Instead of like inviting other people, which I work hard to do, inviting the people into it and say, hey, this is the thing I don't want to do. This is the help I need. Do you mind helping me? You know, can we can can you be my ally in this thing? And all of a sudden, the thing that I was for sure going to be the 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 barrier or the boundary in the relationship becomes the connection point because somebody else gets to show up and do what they love doing. Right. You know, and your your board members are going to love to help you see it in all the, you know, true and real and, you know, they're going to make the spreadsheet so much better and all that kind of stuff. And they love doing it. Yep. Anyway, that kind of, I was just thinking about that. Like the thing that we're sure is going to be the thing that's going to kill me is actually the road that if I embrace that thing and I can, you know, I like to joke, like when a, when a leader comes to an epiphany, we're the last one to the party Yeah. <laughs> where it's like, you know, it's like, I finally confess something and everybody else is like, yeah, we've yeah. known that for a long time. <laughs> you know? um, the word, you know, I'm holding on for dear life, hoping something's not true. And it's like, no, man, it's just true. And the more, the quicker I get to absorbing it and like integrating it, like I'm not perfect, not going to be actually don't want to be, don't want that kind of pressure. No, thanks. It's cool. It's cool. Nobody else is requiring of me what I'm requiring of myself. And that's a great invitation. And that's a context, totally. which I'm sure you already have. They can't wait to be with yeah. you. Yeah. 
But oh, I love hearing that. It's beautifully stated. And it's true. Like even listening to them, like, oh yeah, let yourself off the hook a little, Jess. <laughs> yeah. You're good. Right on. So true. Yeah. Jessica, it's been awesome. Thank you for hanging in the conversation and uh, just, yeah, just bringing your presence. I'd love for you to, um, maybe if you would just take a minute as we close, give people a taste of what they could experience in Nashville if they decided to come and be a part of it. Um, and uh, we'll wrap there. Well, it's being hosted at the Bobby Hotel, which is this super hip, um, art, artsy, eclectic kind of music driven hotel right in the heart of like the best area in music city. Um, or I'm not too familiar with the neighborhoods, but it's in the best location in Nashville and it's Friday night through Sunday afternoon. And it's a, you know, dinner with us and then a full day deep dive Saturday and Sunday with Allie, Adrian, and myself. Now Dan will be there to, to drive support. And we're going to take people through basically all aspects of what it really means to be a leader and a founder and an entrepreneur, which is from the inside out. Um, this conversation of impact, your why, you know, your business strategy, your model, your team, leadership, vulnerability, culture building. Oh, and also branding, marketing, PR, uh, sales, how you get clients. Like it's a really comprehensive weekend and it's with people I think who are really here to, you know, risk and, and go that travel the distance, you know, and that's a rare, sometimes a rare breed. And I, I love being in spaces with people like that. And um, to go up and down and you're never the same to use Adrian's language. That's what you're going to get. And, uh, it's application only, and you, you don't want to miss it. Seats are very limited. And I'd love to see any of the naked leadership podcast listeners there. That would be incredible. Yeah. If this conversation was too much for you, don't come. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. But if you want more of this, you better be there. Ah, thank you so, so much, Jessica. Thank you, Adrian, Dan. This has been life-giving for me as usual. Um, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, guys. I love spending time with you. Thanks, Jay-Z. Thanks, Jay-Z. Bless you. All right, bye-bye, everybody. my friends thank you so much for listening to yet another conversation on the naked leadership podcast your listenership and commitment to the podcast means the world to us if this podcast or these conversations has helped or inspired you in any way would you mind going to apple podcasts and leaving a five-star rating and a glowing review this helps us grow the movement and reach more leaders and teams finally the greatest compliment that you can give us is sharing the podcast with your teams and the other leaders in your life until next week bye-bye everybody we